Everybody, this week, three sides of the coin. You dig into another box of kiss crap. Find some really cool stuff. Like, who can tell me when this pack of two kiss condoms was sold by Winterland Productions? I'm pretty sure it's tour merchandise. What tour did kiss sell condoms? I'm guessing hot in the shade. Tell me if I'm wrong. Sit back and wait to see a variety of very old classic kiss stuff from the 70s to some very new kiss stuff mm-hmm. from the 2000s. This is three sides of the coin talking all things kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to three sides. Are you looking for official three sides of the coin merchandise? T-shirts, hoodies, and more? Visit shop3sidesofthecoin.com. We ship Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your... Hey, Three Sides of the Coin. You got Mike and Tommy this week. No idea what happened to Mark. He just said, I'm not going to be here. Sometimes we get that message and we're just like, don't fight it. It must be a Valentine's Day all-you-can-eat buffet. It might be a good thing. That way we don't have to deal with tech issues and hunger and anything else. You guys have been around long enough. You know yeah. what we deal with when, mm-hmm. when, when we've got Mark on the show. It could be beautiful and it could be a train wreck. And it's not a bit. I mean, this shit's real. No, it's just, it's real. It's it, real. You, you can't make it up. Um, so you just got the two of us this week. No guest. Um, we're going to go back to a, a tried and true show that all of you seem to love. I've got a box of crap down here. Another one that I haven't seen opened up and looked inside in 20 plus years. So we'll see what's in there. Um, but before we do that, um, I'll make a quick mention. The Gene Simmons band just announced they're going to be doing some shows over in Europe this summer. I know they announced the Bakken Festival. Something that I don't think Kiss has ever played Bach. Um, but the Gene Simmons band is going to be there. And I don't, he says there's going to be more shows in Europe. So I don't know. I'm sure, it'll be more festival shows. Um, but that's it news wise. Ace has got, by the time, I'm guessing by the time you're watching this, they'll probably be on his third single, Cherry Medicine. Yep. He's filmed a video for that, and that's the third single. And that'll probably, I'm guessing, be the last single before the album comes is out, released yeah. later this month. He's been um, worth it quite an effort, though. Yeah, they've been, you know, this is three videos in, and they're mm-hmm. they're pretty professionally well done videos. So we'll see. Um, we do have a, a an Ace Fraley 10,000 volt show coming up later this month. We've got Steve and Joey coming on. Steve, who produced the album, and Joey, who played drums on some of it. So we'll talk to those guys about what went into the album. Um, and I'm sure at some point in time, we'll do a review of it. You probably are all looking forward to hearing me rip on A's and slag on A's. But well, you don't I, like it, got, so why wouldn't you? I got a surprise for you. All you people who think I suck and I hate A's. This is his best album since Fraley's Comet. Yeah. That's a pretty that damn big good statement. It's that damn good. 
it's definitely not better than his 78 solo album. I don't think it even approaches the quality of that how, how album. Do you, how do you, that's, you can't, that's you can't. A, an unobtainable thing. And, and the debut Fraley's Comet, I just love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's slightly better than 10,000 volts. Um, but I think this is the best thing he's released since the Fraley's Comet debut wow. album. So that's very cool. I've been, I've been playing it a lot, actually. I know. I know. Um, all right. So comments on last week's show. What do musicians think of avatars, holograms, tribute bands, and backing tracks? Hate Breed sits down and joins us. I know, Tommy, you're going to read some, but I want to read a comment right off the bat here that I shared with you guys that was a, an interesting take on all of this. And it's a comment from um, John Mikulski, 3402. Sorry if I butchered your name there. John writes, as a music fan with broad tastes, I want to point out that classical music fans have never had any problem with other people performing the great music of earlier artists. Why is it perfectly acceptable, even expected, to attend a concert of Tchaikovsky's Sixth Symphony performed by an entire orchestra who wasn't even born when he wrote it and then get hung up on somebody besides the original band performing Kiss on stage? I'm as iffy as the next person on avatars, but I think the hang up on tribute bands is a uniquely pop music phenomenon. That's an interesting take. I'm I'm not a classical music fan, so I don't live in that world, but I do know what he's talking about. I mean, you know, you can go see you can go see um, an orchestra, great orchestras anywhere playing music from these great composers. Now, I know somebody's the first comment's going to be, yeah, but Tchaikovsky's dead. The only way it can be played is if somebody else is doing it. Yeah. That's the biggest argument I usually see. No, 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 no shit, Sherlock. I mean, that's quite obvious. Mm -hmm. But the point, the point is nobody really, from what I can tell, nobody gets really upset that some orchestra is playing Beethoven. Or some because other Beethoven great is no, there's no character in Beethoven. Beethoven was a person, you know, and he wrote all of these, um, you know, classical pieces, just like Tchaikovsky and all these other artists, even Kip Winger, you know, because Kip's yeah. doing the, that now. And Kip is composing, but it's not Winger. It's not the band. And I think that's, I think I, I have to believe that a lot of it is that, you know, from childhood growing up, they had such an impact on so many of our lives in so many different ways that it's almost like people take it personally in the same manner in which sometimes if you insult, insult a team, a football team say, you know, such and such a team sucker sucks or whatever, many can laugh it off, even if they're fans of that team. But there are some people who just literally think you're insulting them personally. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because, We've got, and again, it's hard for me to speak on behalf of a classical music fan, but as a, as a rock fan, we have probably what feels like some personal ownership or stake in, in that band, in that music. It, 
we discovered it. It was born while we were alive, whatever. It was our first concert. I mean, again, I can't speak for classical music fans, but I got to imagine that connection doesn't exist quite in the same way in the classical music space. There, there, there can be that connection of, oh my God, the first time I heard this Beethoven composure, uh, right. uh, you know, it moved me. Okay, great. But it wasn't, it wasn't with you since you were a child, so to speak, it like was, it is when you, when you grew package. up with Kiss or Led Zeppelin or something along those lines. And it's not a complete package because it's literally just the music. And, and you know, rock and roll is so much more because it's the music, the personalities, the image, all of that. I'm curious if, if we haven't, do we have any Queen fans that listen to us? that are upset that Adam Lambert is singing the songs because they're still selling out arenas and people seem to love them. I know that Adam Lambert's an incredible singer. So I would love to hear from some queen fans. If you would not go and see them because of that, or is it the argument again? Well, Freddie is dead. So it's okay. You know, I mean, Steve yeah. Perry won't go back to, to, journey for whatever reason so you know um arnell is the singer in journey and he i think he does a fabulous job i watched that documentary and boy does he come from humble beginnings but you know how many people are really upset about that i don't know i just don't think it's a big deal and i, I don't understand well, yeah yeah i i agree with you right there i mean it's just not that big of a deal i mean if if it's important enough to you and it matters to you, you, you have to, first of all, understand and accept the fact you, you're not going to change the bands that do this. You're going to have zero ability impact on any band out there, whether it's Kiss or ACDC or Foreign or anybody who you might have problems with somebody else coming in and playing, the band, playing in the band and playing this music. You're never going to change that. All right. So just accept that reality. Yes. Now, having accepted that reality, you have, it's quite simple. You have two options. Option one, just stop going. Mm -hmm. Stop supporting the band. What, with your whichever band that is. Stop going to shows. Stop buying merch. Stop buying music. Stop promoting them, talking about them. Just, just go. And I've seen plenty of fans who've said this in the Kiss world. Listen, if you want to support them, that's great. I just can't go that far. And I'm like, okay, but cool. that's cool. Can't, that's cool. I can't. I can't argue with to that. Tell the people who want to go that it's wrong. And I wanted to bring this up because we're going to read more comments. But since we're on this, and you kind of touched on something I want to talk about, I want to bring this up now. So I went and saw Madonna last night, and I thought she was absolutely amazing. One of the things I love about Madonna, in the same manner in which I love so much about Kiss, is it seems like, for the most part, many of their tours, they did something I'd never seen before. And that's exciting to see a new production. And I'm not saying there are other, aren't other bands who do the same thing. I'm just using this for reference. So I put up a minute video, and she's doing a Prince cover. Because she's in St. Paul, Minneapolis. 
And she's standing there with a guitar and she's right in front of me and she's singing and she's tapping the guitar. She's not playing. She's just singing that song because she has the expert musician playing the guitar already with her on stage. And I think what it is, is it's because of the hat and all that stuff. They put the guitar on her so she could go right into the next song where she actually did play the guitar. And the amount of people that ripped on her on that video over it, because it was completely taken out of context, I was shocked by that. And I don't understand. Again, I'm going to ask this to all of you guys. I really would love an honest answer from you, good or bad. Why is it? human nature with some people that if you don't like something that you're just literally enable you can't not make a comment it's like you you just can't just keep scrolling just scroll you know i see people who are friends of mine on both sides of the political spectrum posting shit about each other or each other's party or candidate all the time whether i agree or i don't i never say anything i just Keep on scrolling. And I don't know where's the joy or pleasure when you have all these people going on and on and on about how much they love something that you just got to come in and dump on it. Like, obviously, several of the people that were making these comments aren't Madonna fans. She's never going to make the top 100 guitar players of all time. But you took the whole thing out of context and you just couldn't shut your mouth. And I would love to understand why that is. Is it lack of self-control? Do you feel you're changing someone's mind? Do you, where's the upside for you? If you are one of those people that you just feel the need to dump on everyone. Yeah. I, 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 I think it, it still comes back to, I don't, I don't get why you feel you need to spend and invest so much of your time in dumping on people when you again you can it's 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 a it's a simple decision to make it again going back to accept the fact you're not going to change anything okay i don't care if you sit here and go oh well the band says we work for the fans bullshit it's a marketing line okay you're not the bosses we the fans are not the bosses okay we, the fans, don't know what's best for Kiss or any other band out there. All right? They have incredibly more experience doing what they're doing than the fans will ever do. I, I, it's inside. I saw some fans in some group posted, the, the Beatles were, you know, the Beatles are so overrated, a kid could write their lyrics. And I was like, share with us how many songs you've written. End of story. And, End of it, story. Right. And look at the context. Back in 1964, I want to hold your hand was the perfect kind of song at that time. You know, they can't come out with something that is, you know, introspective and sell pop records to teenage girls. It, that's the point. Everybody always seems to feel like they know better than everybody else. Some of the most simplistic songs in my opinion, can be some of the greatest songs ever written. I mean, look at ACDC. Most musicians I speak to that play guitar say ACDC stuff is relatively easy to learn. It's within your reach or grasp within the first year of, of playing guitar. So does that make it bad? 
No, I don't think so. It makes it genius that it's that simple, yet it's impacted that many people. And I mean, we get it here too on the on the podcast. We've talked about this before, where someone will come on and dump on us because of something we said. Well, they never listen to the podcast anyways. And and it doesn't bother me. I just it's one of those human nature things. I would love to understand where the upside is with regards to doing that because I've gotten in arguments, you know, over the years with people online and I can't think of one time that I had an argument with someone that I didn't know online that I ever walked away feeling better about it. Right. Because you're never going to change anyone's mind. If somebody believes whatever it is, you're not going to change their mind. But the thing that's weird is, is it's like, what what's wrong with people who listen to Madonna or Taylor Swift or I don't care. Pick any artist or, or band you want. Music is subjective. It's it's what you like. You like what you like. It's not good or bad. It's just is what it is. So if you don't like the fact that I like the monkeys, that's okay. You don't have to listen to them. But you shouldn't dump on everybody for liking them. Well, and, and, and you're that's exactly, it's all subjective. You're never going to change the band's thinking, and you're never going to change another fan's thinking. Right. I mean, personally, why would you care to change somebody else's thinking? What 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 do you think is going to be gained by, you know, here, the easiest fallback, by convincing Michael Branville that Crazy Nights sucks? What will you actually achieve and gain? by convincing me that Crazy Nights is a terrible Kiss album. And they never will because you love the record and you're not wrong. So that's the piece I don't understand. It's one thing to say you're wrong if you're a racist. You're you're wrong if you are this or that. I get that. That's a whole nother thing. But personal taste about music and movies. I mean, look, I could give two shits about Star Wars. It's not my thing. But I'm not going to like scroll onto someone's page who loves Star Wars and start dumping on the people that are talking about it. It's not my business. And it doesn't matter whether I like it or not. The important thing is that the people that do like it are enjoying that conversation. Doesn't, yep. My life doesn't change anything for me. So I just would yep. love to know where the upside is to fighting with people. And there, well, there there is no upside. Is what it comes down to. The, again, there you gain nothing. You gain absolutely nothing about crying about fake band members, tribute bands, no original band. You, you literally are expelling hot air and wasting minutes of your life in something in the pursuit of something that will never change. Well, yeah. And this, and it comes and this comes first full circle and this isn't a disrespectful post at all, but I want to read this comment first. Um, Green Mantle says, I don't mind fellow musicians being in tribute bands to each his own, but personally I can't imagine anything more depressing than having to pretend you're someone else while exclusively performing their music. And I feel like, look, I'm not a musician, but I wish I did play guitar and I would love to be in a tribute band or a cover band because of the love of the music. And I can't imagine that you can't be affected 
when 200 people or whatever show up to watch you play and they are singing along with you and having a great time and smiling from ear to ear and you send them out of that venue to go home going, that was so much freaking fun. I can't wait to do it again. Why is that bad? I mean, there are some people who just literally can't, they can play music well, but they just may not be the kind of person that's able to write a song. Does that mean they're less than, I mean, I'm sure for, for this particular guy or girl, the um, depressing piece of having to pretend or whatever is a valid point for that person. And I'm not saying that they're attacking anyone, but for me, it's like, it just doesn't matter. Either you're good or you're not. And and I just, and like I said, I've seen so much of it. And I did a hairball post as well, which some of you know who that is. And there was a bunch of people going on and on about fake band, tribute band, on and on and on. It's just like, I got the feeling like a lot of those people that were posting on that particular thing were literally bitter failed musicians. You yeah. know, because they see them, you know, like they get they they pull four or five thousand people uh, on regular for a show. And some of the summer shows they do, it's 10,000 plus. Well, I got a lot of bands I love that are from the 80s that can't pull those kind of numbers. So obviously people are paying money to go see it because people don't know what they like. They like what they know. And that's the trap of being a tribute band or a cover band is you're not even going to get a gig at a bar if you don't play the Dirty Dozen, you know, like Pour Some Sugar on Me, um, you know, a a couple of Bon Jovi hits, uh, Journey, everyone knows what they are. And you just literally can't even get a gig. So let's say I am a musician and I write all of my own music where the hell am I going to play it? Because I don't know about any of you that are listening, but at least in Minneapolis, most of those original clubs for music like that are all but gone at this point. And the bartenders nationwide. Yeah. And the owners of the bar want people to come in, have dinner, stay there all evening and drink that's how they make their money and they'll gladly pay a good solid cover or tribute band good money because they can make so much. Whereas you bring in an original artist and all you have is two bartenders, a waitress and like the drunk guy and a few other people come in and that's who you're playing to. Well, that doesn't work from a math standpoint, you know, because the bars can't afford to do that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, you know, this tribute thing is going to go on and on and on forever. Again, for me, it's just like, why would you spend your time trying to change something that you, you, you'll never change? Right. I mean, what, what, what do you want to just get in a hamster wheel and just run in a circle for the rest of your life? Because that's what you're doing. Right. You are literally going to accomplish absolutely nothing with your ongoing forever arguments and and i want to state again that i am not saying in any way shape or form that this is a bad post or comment by uh, green mantles i'm just simply saying that's the part of this whole bigger issue uh kevin uh my less six three six nine said 
I've seen hate breed live more than kiss. It's a different ball game for them. If there's a demand for it, why not? They can do it for the Beatles, Elvis, Jimi Hendrix too, you know, artists and bands that are no longer active slash alive. Again, if there's a demand, then why not? And that's exactly how I feel about tribute bands because the cream rises to the top. And if you're a crappy tribute band, no one's going to come out to see you and you're not going to be able to get booked. But if you put together a really great show and you play the songs people love, they'll be lining up. And then here's the other thing. Everybody, I think... You know, we all make different amounts of money. We all have different amounts of money. We also have different priorities. There's a lot of people who aren't going to spend a hundred, let alone three or four hundred dollars on a ticket to see a band, but they'll gladly, you know, flop down twenty five bucks for a two hour yep. show with a bunch of great music and some pyro. Yep. Money well spent. I mean, you know, last week's episode I think was meant more than anything to illustrate the music industry, the music business is changing quite dramatically in the last few years and moving forward here, changing in ways that were absolutely never envisioned 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, nobody ever considered this. And, and, and that's fine. I mean, everything in the in the world evolves changes develops you know where it it's kind of foolish to sit here and go well i bands will should just be the way they were in the 70s or the 80s whenever you feel it was the heyday no i you know football's not the same as it was back then baseball's not the, nothing is the same as it ever was yeah. and and the what, talking heads were wrong the 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 number one um the number one thing to impact that change for anything is technology as technology develops that nobody ever dreamt of 40 years ago becomes available to everybody on their smartphone that's not a bad thing right it's 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 an evolution and you either you either become the person who sits back and constantly complains and, and moans about it and becomes the grandpa on the front porch yelling at the kids Get off my lawn. and the world will leave. The world will keep moving. The yeah. world is not going to stop because you don't like it. The world marches forward. Technology marches forward and how it's used is left up to the creators of the world. And yeah, you know, a lot of times when technology is first introduced and it's used, it's not used in its most ideal and optimum way. But that's because nobody knows how to use it yet. They're figuring it out. They're figuring, you know, back in back in the um, 70s and 80s, people didn't know how to use personal computers. They figured out what they could be used for. Same goes with the internet. It was just sort of like, wow, there's this interesting new technology here. What if I try this? What if we do this? Could I do this? That's what's experience we're all experiencing right now in a faster sense, in my opinion, because technology is evolving so fast now that, again, either you learn what it's about 
and get on the bandwagon and figure out how to use it, or you will be left behind. Because again, as I said, it's going to keep marching forward. Yeah. And you could you could choose not to get on the bandwagon. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But everybody else around you is, and they're going to be moving on and leaving you behind while you're sitting here going, yeah, I remember the days when it was, a, it's like, cool. If that makes you happy, great. But you're wasting your time trying to convince everybody to come back. Right. Should we go back to horse and buggy? Mm-hmm. I mean, that should we go back to whale oil for lights? Uh, it's not going to happen. Well, and I think you make a great point, but also too, I would say that Mark doesn't include it in this because he's a freaking Neanderthal when it comes to business. You know, I bet she doesn't even have a computer and everything is still written up on like, you know, invoice receipts. But, but here's the thing. If it works but, for him or an individual person, that's, that's perfectly fine. You just absolutely. can't sit here. You just can't sit here and go, well, I still use a handwritten ledger to do all my account, and the rest of the world really should. Yeah. No, the exactly. rest of the world ain't changing to go back in time because that's what you have a uh, a love and a, a desire for. But I also think that that in some some situations, it's easier for some people than others. Like, I think it's a little easier for me and for you, because we have to embrace the technology. I mean, look at your weekly show with Jay talking about all of these different things that music artists have to deal with, you know, to kind of get heard now because the music industry has changed so much. I have to keep on top of stuff with real estate. It's amazing how many people I work with that still can barely send an email. You know, I, you know, real estate's a great example. I mean, 40 years ago, did anybody think they would be doing aerial drone photography of houses and yards? Never never conceived of it. Was it even a thought? People were like, yeah, like I'm going to freaking hire a helicopter to come around and take photos. Are you fucking nuts? Yeah. Okay. That's about what it was. And that's what it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the most solid example I can give you 30 years ago the best way to sell a house was to have an open because an open house got the most amount of people there. Because back in those days, the buyers would have to come into the office, sit down and we'd go through books that are only published once every two weeks. And then we would figure out where they are, set up appointments and go, or you looked in the paper on the weekend, saw where the open houses were and you boom, boom, boom. Now we literally give them everything from photos to taxes, to sold information, everything you could possibly need. So an open house now, less than 2% of those homes sell from an open because those are usually just tire kickers, people driving by, people that maybe want to see a beautiful home or get some decorating ideas. They're not the buyers anymore. And it's just like anything else that's evolving, but it doesn't mean that you have to give up. Like we talk about, never let that 12-year-old die, you know, and you just need to figure out a way to do that and still be able to move forward. Like I just went out, you can't see it here, but I just went out and bought a record player this week, this past week. I haven't owned one in 35 years and I'm having a blast going to record stores and picking up cheap vinyl, you know, and listening to music during the day while I'm working. You know, I know Mike listens on Spotify a ton, but like, you know, Mark's a vinyl junkie and he buys a ton of stuff, but I lost that 
interest, but it's like it really kind of ties me back to the youth piece of it. And I'm, I'm but I bet you're not you're telling people, hey, I this is great. I love this. It's great memories, but you're not sitting here going, fuck all you people who are listening to digital. No. That's fucking traitors. <laughs> go 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 back to turn. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. You're not you're not trying to change the world to come back. No. And what's appealing to me about the vinyl and having it in the office is it's reconnecting me with the idea that you got to listen to the whole damn thing. And I'm hearing songs, you know, I haven't heard in 20, 30 years because they were the off cuts on the record and not the, the hits are the most popular songs. So it's fun to go into a record store and find something you're looking for, for three or four bucks. You know, yep. no different than you going to garage sales and finding Kiss stuff, whatever it might be. So, and we're not trying to lecture. I just, it's it's kind of, for me, this was a very important topic to cover simply because of the fact that I've seen so much of everything we're talking about as of late. And, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that everybody's aware of it, that if you do it, maybe you want to rethink what you do and say on social media when you do because you're never going to change anyone's mind exactly you're not, you're just not and and it's not necessarily because the internet or social media has made it hard to change people's mind you're just not you're not why why would you this is again going all the way back to you why do you think or expect that you're going to be able to convince people to stop doing what makes them happy that's what it comes down to. Or convince a business, a band is a business, to yep. stop doing what they're doing to make a living so they can afford to live and take care of their family and keep moving forward in a career because you don't like the way that business is run. Well, right. guess what? You can't do that. You can choose not to support that business. You could choose to create your own business, compete with them. You know, we've always said you don't like three sides of the coin as a podcast, create your own podcast and do a better absolutely. job at it. Yeah, absolutely. That, I, I, that's fine. It's not, it's never been an issue for us. You it's, can't convince us to change our show because you don't like the way our show is done, but you right. sure can stop listening or you can create your own show and do it the way you want and then come back and go, see guys, this is what I was talking about. This is how you do it. Right. Right. Well, and, and, and also too, it, it makes me feel good that we have encouraged people as well, because like a friend of the show, Chris Barron's, he has a podcast called dysfunction junction. And Chris has been begging to come on the three side show forever. And we apparently made a mention about NASCAR the other week, which is the freaking what he lives in. So we we're never going to mention NASCAR again because uh, I don't want him getting any ideas. But if you get a chance, go check them out. It's a very interesting podcast. They talk about football and NASCAR and music and a lot of different things. It's like hanging out with Cheech and Chong. All really nice guys. Fun, fun. 
Um, this one is a really good one that is just kind of all over the place. And it's Steve Anderson checking in from the southern tip of Vancouver Island in British Columbia. Columbia. He's, our, he's, he, he's our Aerosmith alert. Exactly. He says thumbs, but he gets the he gets the bit. That's he gets the bit. Yep. Thumbs up for me, Aerosmith alert in the seventh minute. The seventh minute, people. Aerosmith Army Rejoice. Would you look at the time? You don't have to, to sit through 20 minutes of Izzy's gourmet pasta from 7-Eleven. Ralph's inappropriately hitting on the weather girl. It's My Life should have been the on the Creatures uh, LP. Been the first single video, saving the makeup. This is your moment. Forget the Kiss Army you won. Blue Kool-Aid drinker, peace. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for the comments, um, guys. We do read them, so. Yep. So let me let me pull up this box that's sitting next to me here and let's see what awaits me in here. Um, again, moving box hasn't been opened in 20 plus years. It's always interesting to find out what what's what I've been saving. Well, last um, time he opened one, we had to stop the show because he pulled out like a Bastet Batman costume and a Robin costume, and then yeah, it was, it was, it was the, and, it was the okay. wrong box. <laughs> it was the wrong box. Yeah, that's um, supposed to go in the right. closet. So we got a generic white box here. I'm guessing it's some kind of plate, and it is. Boom! It's the Kiss plate. It's the Kiss plate. It's the Kiss rockers. And rulers, there's the back of it. Um, personally autographed by Peter, Ace, Gene, and Paul. It's got some copy. It's numbered 511, 1997 Gartland. Honestly, I couldn't tell you if the autographs they autographed each plate afterwards or it's a printed autograph. I'm assuming it's a printed autograph. Um, there's a certificate of authenticity. It's interesting that this is plate number 511, but the certificate of authenticity says one of 500 has a different number on it. Oh, Hmm. Um, that's kind of but but the the certificate of authenticity is for a cast porcelain figurine, not for this. So you must have thrown it in there from something. Well, like I I can tell you, I got this when I was working with the band. This this was one of these things at the merch company that was probably laying around in a sample box and they threw it in the lunchroom one, one month. And it's like, here, anybody can take what they want out of it. I just grabbed it. So at some point, the certificate of authenticity for one product got mixed in with the plate. I don't know if that makes this even rarer. I mean, it's a one of a kind. It doesn't match. Right. <laughs> um, but there, there's, there's a plate. Yeah. You know, that's, Something that, eh, doesn't excite me. I've never been the a plate collector. But it is it's it's relatively collectible because people do purchase. Um. Oh, now I see a whole bunch of uh, Spencer's crap, and it's all of this 
this themed stuff from the Psycho Circus era. Here's another collectible plate. Oh, another this plate. This is a collectible plate. Um, 20 bucks. There's the um, stuff on the bottom. Signatures Network. Spencer's. Um, let's open this up. I probably have never even taken this out of the box. Again, I probably got a whole crap load of all of this at one time because it was being given away. Um, styrofoam packing. There you go. It's a plate. I've never seen that one before. Official. What's it say? It says official Kiss Collectors Plate 2001 Kiss Catalog Limited Handmade in China. Uh -huh, uh -huh. A, we have your money. It's got a little stand. Stand for it. I've seen bowls, um, bowls, you know, that look like that with those images. Well, I got that in here too. There's okay. a, like I said, there's a whole crap load of this stuff here. Um, let's just I'll move this to the side. Let's see, what have I got here? I've got the kiss, same imagery, kiss collectible oversized mug. Spencer's Gifts. Sorry for the glare of the light. Um, decal mug, $14.99. The, the plate was listed for... Oh, see, all of this stuff is packed in styrofoam, so I'm not going to take all of this out because I hate packing this crap back up again. Um, but this all came out Psycho Circus era type of stuff. You wanted the best collectible mug. So there's a plate. There's a mug. There's the bowl. And again, this stuff is all bowl is 1999. Brand new. Never been opened out of the box. Honestly, I ain't keeping this stuff. So if there's going to be, if there's somebody who's interested in this whole Here's the collectible picture. I've never seen that one. $29.99. Collectible picture. It's got a little tongue for the poor spout. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's the bowl. There's a mug. There's a picture. There's a plate. Um, oh, check this out. You know, was it? couple weeks ago we did the i found all the lunch boxes look at what i just found the thermoses to go with those lunch boxes five piece thermos set again completely unopened never been used um i'm not too keen on keeping this either but there um oh got some more here Look at this. The Kiss Collectible Salt and Pepper Shaker. Never um, seen that either. Is there a good picture of that? On there? Well, you can just kind of... I mean, there's... yeah. Okay. Considering how everything is like brand new in the box, I'm sure there is somebody that listens to the show that's going to want some of this stuff because it's mint. It's mint. You know? It's 
it's still packaged. It's not broken. It's all, yeah. Um, let's see. What else have I got here? Here's an unopened box of KISS trading cards with the Peter Chris box. I mean, it's still in shrink wrap and everything. I'm not going to keep that. Psycho Circus mouse pad. When we used to have mouse pads. <laughs> Who uses a mouse? I've never, I haven't used a mouse in decades. Um, ooh, here is the Kiss Psycho Circus Collector's Edition. It's got a lenticular cover to it. And what's all in here? There's a little poster in here. There's what else is in here? There's a Psycho Circus VIP laminate. Back of it is godgames.com. God Games is the company that made this video game. Um, and here's the video game itself. And this is for PCs, I'm guessing. Um, Windows 95, 98, or 2000. So, you know, I don't need that. I don't even have a Windows machine. So um, this will probably get put in the let's sell it box. But it's got everything in here, including the laminate, the collectible laminate. Honestly, I don't know where the this version of the game was sold. The, again, collector's edition, limited edition lenticular front box, VIP backstage pass, poster autographed by all four band members, special edition Psycho Circus Strategy Guide, CD signed by every member of the development team. Um, so there you go. Uh, here, the Kiss Pinball video game. On Deck Interactive, Wildfire Studios. For Windows 95 or 98. Uh, unused, unopened. Another thing I ain't going to be holding on to for a long time. So if anybody's interested, um, here is the regular edition of that video game. No lenticular cover, no bonus stuff inside. Uh, it's the Gene Simmons cover for the Psycho Circus video game. Uh, let's see. Ooh, there's an uh, original unopened pack of Kiss Bubblegum trading cards from the 70s. Going to keep that. First series. Here's two unopened second series. 
I'll hold on to those. Here's a open pack of some Kiss Alive trading cards. This is newer stuff. Probably not a lot of value to that. Um, well, here's some fun stuff. A Kiss condom. This came out in, boy, what year would this have been? Winterland Productions. This would have been an, I'm guessing, an 80s, late 80s type of thing. And then here's a whole bunch of Kiss condoms from the 2000s. Kiss condoms, tongue lubricated, three red latex condoms. Um, warning, these did expire in 2006. So don't use them. <laughs> of course, as a real Kiss fan, would you actually really use a Kiss condom? That destroys its value, right? Um, what else have I got here? Oh, I was wondering where these went. Where the hell are they? Maybe I didn't buy them all. This is the Kiss Palms Casino Resort commemorative chips when oh. Kiss played the Palms Casino. Okay. Now, open it up. I'm thinking I only bought two of the chips. Yeah. So I've I've got let's see here. Which ones are these? These are here's the two that are here. Kiss Alive and Kiss Palms. And there's the back of those chips. They have five dollar values. <clears throat> and then there's a fold out insert here that's got stuff about every album photo merchandise order form um i was wondering where that was because i was like man i haven't seen my palms casino chips that's something i'm going to hold on to that's kind of cool ah here we go the kiss viewmaster from the 70s. From the 70s. Now, it does have a very faded and dirty price sticker on it of 15 bucks. Boy, that seems awfully expensive for Kiss Viewmaster reels in the 70s. Wouldn't $15 have been expensive back then? I don't know. I mean, for those that are interested, here's the little packaging that it comes in. Here's the, the reels. And this just folds out for ordering more Viewmaster reels and stuff like that. If Mark was on right now, you would have to write your name on each one of those reels in the center so that people knew they were yours. He'd be Flipping out that I opened it up and took it out. That much, yeah. Um, Even better if you put Michael Brandvold on it. Here are some stickers. 
for the Ramones tribute album that Kiss was, was cool. on. We're a happy family, a tribute to the Ramones. Um, so some stickers that I got. These, I love these. The Kiss Puffy stickers. There's Paul Stanley, Peter Chris, Peter Chris, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley. Um, these, and I've shared the story before, were a garage sale fine for a quarter apiece. Quarter apiece. That's and a major say, score because that's I saw a major that, score. I saw the, the the set of them sell on Kiss auction early on when the auction started. I thought set of four. I think God, I want to say it sold for thirteen hundred dollars. Well, here's the thing. Oh, I do have a whole set. So yeah, yeah. I do have a whole set, and I have an oh, extra Peter of Peter Chris. Yeah. Um. Wow. Now, for that kind of money i could be convinced to sell these even though they have great personal value to me because i've had them for so long and again it's one of those things where it's like it was even a neighborhood garage sale it's like walked in there and it's like quarter piece i'm like fuck yes buy them before somebody else realizes it um some kissed jewelry Oh, there's a ring. Mm. There's a, this looks like it's some sort of a ID brand band bracelet. And a trinkets and trash. I could care less about that stuff. Um, oh, and here is my Palms Casino room card. And I'm going to keep. Yeah. My room was 29112. You should put that in the CD thing with the chips. Yep. So they stay together. Yep. Let's see here. What else have I got over here? Another pack of trading cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who cares about that? Those will go more Trinkets and trash jewelry, another kiss ring, a kiss pendant logo, a kiss set of kiss logo earrings for pierced ears. Again, pierced ears logo earring set. Um, a kiss, I don't know, you put this on your belt. And then you connect a wallet to the hook, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, what have I got? Oh, another set, unopened set, Series 1 trading cards. Keeping that. Yeah. Another condom. Some more of the newer, recent trading cards. Eh, don't mean much to me. Here is uh, still in shrink wrap. Still in shrink crack. A complete Kiss Alive collector's cards box. This is from... This contains 36 packs, trading cards, 
I don't see a year on this. Oh, wait a second. 2001. 2001. Completely unopened, still in shrink wrap. I get rid of that crap. I don't need that. Here is here's the box for a Paul Stanley Washburn guitar strap. And I got the guitar strap over here. So it's interesting. I still kept the box. So I guess I got to keep the box if I'm keeping the guitar strap. Yeah, I've never strap. seen that before. Yeah, you know, he had he had some accessories that you could buy when he was endorsed by Washburn. Makes um, sense. Okay. This is kind of cool. This is Smitty, which kind of is like a, I don't know, Lego type of thing. Mini action figures. This is the Smitty Kiss stage set from Spencer's. Gene Simmons with blood exclusive. And that just means if you look really close, there's red paint on his tongue. That makes it more exclusive. Adjustable risers on the stage. Um, over 40 pieces included. This came out, this was retailing for $34.99 back in 2002 for this. I got to think about this. This is kind of cool. Um, here, <laughs> you know, we didn't want to mention NASCAR, but sorry. Here's my Kurt Johnson AC Delco Kiss car. Um, 2002 Cavalier Pro Stock. Let's see if I can easily see what this thing looks like. Because I don't think I've ever actually opened this up either. Would you? Oh, this is pretty slick. Mm. This is, feels like die-cast metal. And there's a, there's the... Kind of like the old Ertl. Yeah, comes. it does. It feels like that. There's a hood. Comes off. Um, oh, the doors open up. Though I rather doubt the doors opened up on the real vehicle. Probably not. Um, that stuff to shut. This is kind of cool. I would have to think about what I want to do with this because it's actually kind of a cool item. It's a cool, cool item for display, is what this is. Um, and then here is Doug Kalita, if I'm pronouncing that right, 2002 Dragster. Um, if I can get this out, no, it's not coming out. No, and I don't want to rip it. I don't want to rip it. But again, same same company, action performance companies, the company that made all of these Kiss NASCAR um, collectibles. 
back in 2002 and turned around and sold them. So again, you know, traditionally NASCAR, you pay to be on a, a NASCAR, you pay to sponsor a NASCAR. Well, in this case, Kiss didn't pay. Kiss was paid to use their logo, to put on a car, to turn around, and more importantly, then create all of this collectible stuff that they turned around and sold all these um, collectible cars and made money. Here's a Kiss merchandise catalog. I don't know what year this would have been from. 2002, I'm guessing. It's got, here's the merch that was being sold. Smitty's, the leather jacket. $650 for the Kiss Army leather jacket. I've got one of those. I got my leather jacket. I don't know if I ever told anybody this. When I was working with Gene in promoting and helping with Kistry 2, one of the things in the deal that I cut with him, besides getting some pay, was I said, and I want a Kiss Army leather jacket. So had the merch company send me a leather Kiss Army leather jacket. Um, and boy, I mean, if you've never seen that Kiss Army leather jacket, that's a serious leather jacket. Heavy, lined, you know, yeah, it's 650 bucks, but I mean, it's, it's it's not a cheap jacket at all. Everything about it was top quality. Um, but it's got it's got the the Palm Casino chips there. You can see right down here. You could order a set of Palm Casino chips for forty bucks. Um, there's a hoodie. There's some T-shirts. The Kiss Access Ticket Club. You know, and there's some stuff on the back here. Kiss Army leather vest for $375. Um, some T-shirts, some lunch boxes, one of the NASCAR collectibles. Maybe this came out in 2003. If it mentions the Kiss Access Ticket Club. There was no Kiss Access Ticket Club in 2002. We didn't start doing that until 2003, which was the first year that you could buy tickets on Kiss Online. Um, although I could be wrong, I don't know. We have great Kiss tickets, seats up front with a chance to meet Kiss and get a photo. Still leads me to believe it was for selling the VIP ticketing. I don't know. Um, that's it in this box. So definitely some cool stuff that I completely Big forgot time. about. My my, yeah. uh, my unopened packs of original trading cards. My A lot of it I've um, never seen. Puppy stickers, my um, Viewmaster reel, my Casino chips, and then stuff that, eh, you know, all the various Kiss jewelry items, 
some of the since you have a full set and an extra one of Peter, you should probably open the Peter one and once a week send Mark a letter in the mail and take one of the pieces on. and stick it to the paper at the bottom under your signature. Yeah. I've driven him freaking nuts. Don't send me any more. Poor guy's gonna have a meltdown. Um, you know, an un- unopened box of alive trading cards, I'd get rid of that. You know, the all of the Spencer's uh thermoses, the bowl, the mug, the the picture set, the uh psycho circus video game. Um yeah, you know, some of that stuff I will definitely be willing to get rid of. I, I mean I, I I haven't I haven't used the picture and the plate and the bowl set ever since I got it because it's literally been unopened. The fuck do I want to hold on to it for another 20 years for? I agree. Keep the stuff that's important to you, get rid of the rest. Yep. Yep. So, you know, um condoms, well, I'm not gonna sell condoms. They ain't good. They ain't usable any well, I should, I could say they're usable, but I wouldn't trust using them. Well, exactly. And then if the, if someone does get pregnant, are you liable? Do they, to do they sue me? Yeah, you they, sold me a defective condom. Exactly. You know, and this condom from Winterland, I'm pretty sure was a tour merchandise item. Oh, I yeah. might have. Um, let me see if there's any year on this. Um, I don't see any year on. It's a sheer condom. Now I don't see any year on it. This might have been Hot in the Shade Tour. Somebody else might know. Did the Hot in the Shade Tour sell Kiss condoms? I think they did. I can't remember. What? What? Could be. I don't somebody remember. could tell me. Somebody could tell Someone me. Someone knows. What what tour did Kiss sell Winterland Productions, which was their merchandising company? Did they sell Kiss condoms that are basically in like a matchbook? Well, I wonder if that's a mistake, how they didn't get rid of the black between the in, S. In between the two? Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's a mistake. Yeah. The S and the I and the K and the I, uh-huh. they're black solid between the letters. Yeah. When there isn't elsewhere. So, yeah, somebody messed up somebody didn't cut that out and again back then it wouldn't have been photoshop it would have been somebody with an exacto knife cutting it out yep having to cut it out and they just forgot to um yeah i you know i I, i'm gonna hold on to that not not to use it i don't need to use it i've been snip snipped um it's probably dmi TMI for, for our listeners, but it's a tour collectible. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. I don't need to know that about you, tool. Um, and what else is there around here? That's it. That's, That's it. Nice pile. It's a good pile of stuff to, to, to discover. So I'll 
keep some of this stuff out of here that I want. Rest of it's going back and it's going to become a box to sell. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. Well, all that's right. it, guys. You know what the homework is. Give us What's your the homework? feedback. Give us your feedback on, on the stuff that Michael shared today. Uh, if any of you can answer the questions, like he was asking when that condom was sold, was it hot in the shade? And any of you that have any insight that you would like to share from earlier on the show where we were talking about just continuing to scroll rather than stop to dump on someone, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah. This is an easy, fun show. It's always nice. I know I've still got a few more. I haven't even begun to open up probably the dozen boxes of KISS t-shirts and apparel that I've got. Um, but I know there's probably at least one or two more big-time boxes of KISS merch in the garage. God knows what could be in there. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up all these boxes, and I'm just finding not just KISS boxes, but in all of these storage boxes, I'm going, how the hell did I put this in with this box? Why, why is that in here? And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just fun finding this stuff. And again, a lot of it, I'm like, I completely forgot I had this stuff. Or I thought I lost it because I haven't seen it, but I put it in a box completely unrelated to what it is. So, um, yeah, keep letting us know. If you like these kind of shows, show and merch, we'll keep doing them. I enjoy it. It's a good way for me to figure out what I got. And it's an easy show for us to do. That's it, everybody. Three sides of the coin. We're done. We're out of here. See you next week. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-VOICES for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.